From my heart to yours, I'm Kristen, and this is the Love Lead XL podcast. Subscribe and listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, friends, welcome back to the show. So I was sitting on the plane ride home from DJ Collective in Nashville, Tennessee. And honestly, like I just landed, meaning like I just landed like three hours ago, got my luggage, got home, went and saw dad at the hospital, got back home, ate like two bites and then was like, okay, no, I'm on fire. I need to record. So like literally just got back. So while I was sitting on the plane, my memories popped up on my photo album on my phone and it popped up last year's DJ Collective photos. Oh my gosh, did I go through this like whirlwind of, you know, recollection and reminiscent and just kind of like a thought process of, wow, like look at the last 12 months. By the time I actually got to the last photo, which was of my TikTok laundry room that DJ Alex Nepa made fun of one time and an empty living room with only a couch, I was like, okay, wow. Because I remember every single emotion from the second I walked in those doors when I got back. Literally, like my really good friends helped me pick out the furniture and literally set up that furniture while I was out of town. And so I came home to at least being able to sleep on a couch. And, you know, the funny thing is, is that last year's DJ Collective, the theme was We Rise. And so that was all about talking about coming out of the ashes of 2020 and rising like a phoenix. And that theme so resonated with me because that's the exact journey that I was on. And maybe a lot of us were. And I feel like for me, as I walk through the door into my apartment, that time frame was was really a time of my apartment being that landing pad for me during a season of rising. And so moving into this year's theme of DJ Collective, uh, it was it was leadership. And so that message is obviously resonating with me as well. And I don't know if like these guys are like reading my mind or if like you know, all of us in this industry are just in sync, but I find it very ironic because this time I get to walk through the doors of a place that truly is mine. Um, It's my townhome that I put every bit of love and, you know, strategy into making sure that I could purchase, which proud moment I was able to work with my financial advisor to be able to have my company be the mortgage note holder for the mortgage on my town home. So this is so genius because essentially I'm paying myself back the interest unless somebody buys RDJ Rocks for me and then like, I'll pay you back, but that's not yet. And then the funny thing is like, this is so wild. Like I walked in and like, I just took a deep breath and um, my cabinets had just been installed and I literally sat on the floor and I just took a deep breath because listen, you don't breathe at DJ conferences. You just wake up and then you go and then you don't stop until your face hits the pillow and then you do it again for like five days because that's just how we roll, right? Um, So I took a minute to sit there and just breathe and I'm like, oh my God, I have cabinets. And like the craziest thing is, is at that point in time, now I'm crying looking at my cabinets and I'm like, why am I crying over cabinets? So many reasons why uh, that we won't get into today. And if, if, if you ever see me on on the side or in a private conversation, ask me why I cried over cabinets. 
Um, but let me get back to the point. I can't think of a bigger example to tie in this year's theme at DJ Collective of leadership than coming home, walking into my town home, um, and just being able to be like, wow, okay, we're here. Let's do it. So that all being said, in this episode, I'd love to recap my takeaways and my lessons learned from the 2022 DJ Collective in Nashville, Tennessee, while they are fresh to death and still on my mind. First of all, woohoo! What a ride. And also, I have no voice. It's a little hoarse right now, um, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, imagine networking 24 seven over the most amazing DJs DJing in the background. And so like, of course, we're all deaf and we all love a whole bunch of energy. So like, it's not quiet where we're at. So um, pardon my my hoarseness. Okay, lesson number one, I'm going to disappoint a lot of you, but I may or may not have train wrecked my DJ career and I no longer can DJ another day in my life. I literally got on stage in a DJ battle, which I don't even know who thought it was a good idea for Kristen to be in a DJ battle because that is not my vibe. Um, (laughs) I'm only going to share this once. So I'm recording on this podcast and anybody who asked me how the battle was, I'm going to ask you to go to like five minutes into my podcast and you can listen. So super fun because this year uh, DJC did, uh, did what's called the DJ Olympics. And so there were three different areas. One was kind of like field day vibes where you had to like tape the quickest around the cones and like set up the speakers the fastest and like have the prettiest setup. Okay, boom, done. So cute. Um, There was another one where it was an MC competition where uh, each of the contestants got on a microphone and they had to battle out an MCing. But one of them was, you know, can you say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, however many times as fast as you can all in one breath. Well, then there was the DJ battle, which I'm going to go ahead and admit publicly that I'm not sure if I read the email correctly or if I was too busy to read the email or whatever, but I did not really understand what I was getting myself into when I was like, "Mm, I'm not sure, but like, I'm already on a flyer. So like, let's go. But like, whatever, I'm going to show up. Hair was cute. Had the most bomb outfit you've ever seen in your entire life. And like, I had on Pete Cowgirl boots because it was like Nashville. So I'm like, boom, I'm going to get my, I'm ready. I'm so ready for this. Well, they set up the DJ booth on stage. I walk on stage and I am telling you, this is my first lesson I'm going to tell you right now. As a DJ, I feel like I I give and I take based on energy and like the five senses. And right off the bat, like imagine someone being like, Kristen, go DJ. But like you can't hear, you can't see, and you can't touch the mixer. It actually was quite funny looking back because like I get I get on stage and then I look at the guys and I'm like, guys, I can't even reach my mixer. Like you guys are taller than me. Someone give me a step stool. And then someone looks at um, Jeff Scott Golden was like, hey, dude, did you bring your step stool? And then they all start laughing. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm serious. Meanwhile, I'm pretty sure that the time clock had already started in this competition and I'm not even set and ready. So then they got me something to stand on. Okay, perfect. Now I can actually reach. So then, you know, I plug in my laptop and, you know, needed an extra little thingamabob to plug that in. Okay, done. Well, we didn't do a sound check because this is just, it's, it's fun. It's like, it literally is just supposed to be fun. And I'm like, at this point, I am sweating 
I can't even see. And my body's probably shutting down from anxiety. Like, I don't even know what I looked like. If there's a photo out there, please just delete it. Don't send it to me. So then like I push play. And honestly, I don't even, (laughs) I don't even know why I push play because honestly, I wasn't even ready. And then like the thing's playing and I swear to you, like I literally can't even hear. All I hear is like this loud, like from like the bass everywhere. So second lesson in all of this is like, dude, sound checks are a must. We have to like make sure we're prepared. And like that definitely did not happen. And like by the time I even started attempting, and and first of all, while that track was playing, I had planned to like mix in the second song only like, you know, three bars in while I had missed my cue and I'm attempting to play the other song, legit still can't hear. And here I am in a DJ battle screaming from the stage like I can't hear. Anyways, needless to say, you were supposed to mix five songs in 90 seconds. I think I spent all of 90 seconds shitting my pants on a stage in front of 144 of the most well-respected, basically famous DJs in the country. Side note on this, I did Google this. And did you know that like, if you are anxious about something or have anxiety, it does make you want to shit. So like, I didn't shit my pants, but like, guys, please do not judge me on that. So anyway, so I walk off stage, I'm standing on the side and I'm like, oh my God, I am, I am literally mortified, mortified. I'm just breathing, trying to make sure that like, did I'm over here asking myself, like, did this actually happen? I don't even know. Right. So Rob Foray gets off stage. He walks to the side. He goes, dude, we figured out the sound. Do you want to go back on and retry that? I looked at him and I said, that's going to be a hell no for me. I am never, ever stepping back on that stage again. Nope, I can't do it. Right now, I just want to breathe. So anyway, the the competition goes on. It honestly was so, once we figured out the sound, I feel like it was so good. And maybe this is just me because guys, I'm literally telling this whole story that's probably taking me five whole minutes and it only lasted like, 60 seconds. Anyways, so the competition is over. You know, Rob was was very, very sweet. And he's like, okay, but she did get the best dressed awards. So like, yay. At this point, this is the only time in my life that I'm like, oh, that's a hell yeah. I'm accepting this participation trophy. I don't even care because there's not many people who would have stood on those stage with, with the talent that was next to me. Anyways, so while I'm backstage waiting for everyone else to finish, I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. like. There are so many lessons to be learned in this. And the biggest one, and I was like, give me the microphone. I was so compelled to say this. And I was just like, okay, listen, at the end of the day, this is what I trained my team. Like they could probably verbatim, if you walked up to any of them, they could tell you this quote because it's in every training manual. It's in every onboarding. It's in everything that we do. And I think it was like a football quote and, and it might be the six or the seven P's. I don't really know. Don't quote me, but it's, Proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. That's number one. Number two, there were about three of the speakers during, you know, uh, the week at DJ Collective that says you have to know how you can set yourself up for success and do your best work. So between those two things, one, I did not set myself up for success because I was honestly had no idea what I was giving myself into. Everyone in the universe knows I'm not a battle DJ. I'm here for the good vibes and a good time. And for me being set up for success, like I have a process, like 
I like to get to my events early. I like to feel out the space in my mind. Like I want to visualize, you know, especially if it is a big event where, you know, I'm in, um, you know, uh, an arena or on a stage, I want to visualize myself there so that like that can eliminate some of the anxiety. And obviously like we were all just in that room having fun with Olympics. So that was not a thing. Um, I always do a sound check. I always have time to set, you know, my levels, my highs, my mids, my lows. I go ahead and set like, you know, my effects buttons where I like them, my crossfader, you know, I like it a certain way. And like, this was just like, okay, and go. Um, and the thing is, is that I do feel like a lot of people thrive on that. And I'm telling you, like some of my peers, I was like, you guys are kings and queens. Like they slayed. Um, but again, the lesson learned on this is proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. And I know what success looks like for me. And like, it was fun, but like, that is all. <laughs> Okay, so now that I've talked about my train wreck and how I pushed myself outside my comfort zone, but I learned a great lesson that I'm sharing with all of you. So like, yay, podcast episode. Let's go into a few quick tips that I jotted down while I was on the plane ride home. First of all, be open-minded when you are attending any conference. You truly never know who you are standing next to. And just by saying hi, what door you are about to open. The craziest thing to me is that Obviously, I went there um, as Kristen with Our DJ Rocks. Well, my first single of my entire life went live on Spotify while I was there. So, of course, I was so excited to share that. And so just because I was open to sharing that, there was at least three doors that opened from that conversation. So I was super excited about that. Next is I would say make sure that you take time to make a list of action items post-networking or conference or promotional event that you do, including any people you want to follow up with. I made it a point because I knew I was going to be so busy trying to stay present in every conversation um, to screenshot their Instagram pages when they brought them up. And I'd like write a little note with my finger on anyone with like a certain keyword or whatever. So if you're in the middle of a conversation, you're like, hey, what's your IG? You can always screenshot that and DM them as your follow-up later. Another quick tip is how to network efficiently, what I should say. Um, I loved, and I don't even know how I came up with this, but hallway talk, and it was after the master classes, it was like, I think I ran into Megan and Jess and I was like, oh my God, like, you know, how were your classes? And they were like, oh my God, they were so good. And you know what? That's a great answer. And like, we're always gonna say that once we get out of a session or after we've listened to a speaker or a podcast episode or whatever sort of educational thing. But I wanted to take it a step further. And I said, what's your biggest takeaway from that masterclass? And oh my gosh, did they light up when they talked about it. So what that told me was when I'm in the hallway and I have 30 seconds to say hey to someone before something, ask people more intentional questions. I also think that by asking them those intentional questions, um, when it comes to DJ Collective next year, I am definitely going to look into what masterclasses they're offering. Okay, let's jump into a few of my favorite quotes from some of the speakers from this year. First of all, Nick Duvet, which I hope to have on the show um, in this season. He says, to be at peace, you need to make peace with your mind, body, 
and soul. Ooh, I just love that one. Which leads me perfectly into one of the takeaways from Mike Walter's session where he talks about how panic blocks reasoning. If you are in a constant state of panic, anxiety, or stress, your brain literally cannot reason. And honestly, I'll add to that and I'll say that it can't be creative. And most likely if you're listening to this podcast, you are a creative. So going back to what Nick said, we have to get ourselves to where our mind, body, and soul are at peace so that we can share our gifts with the world. Quick shout out to Graham Calgill for reminding us to just take one step. And then also when referencing Dolly's nine to five, that a soft four matters too. And finally, my favorite inspirational nugget of the entire week was when Matthew Wenger from Oh Shit Stationery ended his presentation by saying, guess what, guys? At the end of the day, the sun doesn't give a f- if it blinds you. Here's what I absolutely loved about the DJ Collective this year. Um, one perspective that I have is taking a step back and looking around the room and every room that I was standing in is that we all have a unique set of talents. We all started the same way by DJing, whether that's weddings, special events, what have you. But then we each took that talent and then we went into a certain niche of how we expanded in our careers. Like seriously, who knew that Desiree Ragoza could shred like a mo? on a guitar. Seriously? And also, I know we're all swooning over Sean Patrick on stage. Move over Ryan Seacrest. But here's the one thing that almost every single person, or rather, not even almost, that every single person that I encountered in that room had in common. When you are authentic and when you are your true self, the opportunities will attract themselves to you. I usually leave you with some sort of inspirational quote before we wrap up an episode, but Tonight, I found it most appropriate to share with you the conversation I had with my dad uh, tonight when I got off the plane and visited him in the, uh, in the hospital. Um, I don't remember what question I asked him, but, you know, I said, Dad, you know, why do you think that I am where I am? And, you know, I, di- I didn't go another direction. And he said, you've always wanted more. He said, you know, your granny had an eighth grade education and she taught me everything that I knew. And I took that. And I went out and I did the best that I can. And I went and got more and I got a higher education and I did trade skills. And then I had to survive on two jobs. And then I taught you everything that I know. And then you took that and then you went to college and then you continue to educate yourself because you always want more. And at the end of the day, knowledge is power. And so friends, I leave you with that. (laughs) A little more wisdom from my dad knowledge is power. So I hope to see each and every one of you at next year's DJ Collective. Hey friends, thanks for listening to the Love Lead XL podcast. For more inspiration, hit subscribe wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts and follow me, Kristen, on Instagram at meetkristen. Until next time, I empower you to continue to love what you do, lead by example, and excel at it all. You know all those things you've always wanted to go do? You should go do them.